Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mercy Rule, a sports show hosted by Dave Martinson and the keeper of the hot takes, Jeff Loudenschlager. Each and every Thursday, Dave and Jeff break down the hottest topics in sports, telling you what you need to know and other stuff you probably didn't need. If you like the sound of that, follow the show at soundcloud.com slash mercy rule and subscribe on iTunes today. Okay. Lamborghini Mercy. Yo, she's so thirsty. I'm in that 2C limbo with your girl. She trying to jerk okay. me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 69 Woo-hoo. of Mercy Rule, Wookiee Sports Podcast from Dave Martinson. And to keep it the hot takes, it's real hot today in upstate New York. Oh, it is. It'll be hotter with these takes that are on their way. Okay. Jeff Lounschlager. Jeff, how are you doing today? Dave, I'm doing wonderful. Basketball is just around the corner. I love talking basketball. I'm excited to go. Hey, Dave, who's back? Chris Lavitalia, back for uh, the second oh week. Back at it again. Episode 69. 69. Wow. Right a great there. number. We add the, what a young, time. the young up-and-coming intern. What a time to be alive. That's right. You know it. We won't waste any more time, but let me remind you that we already previewed the Eastern Conference of the NBA last week. We did. SoundCloud.com slash Mercy Rule. You know the drill. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We get to put us on TuneIn soon because... People use TuneIn. Never heard of it. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's lit. It's lit. It's a new up-and-coming <laughs> fad, Chris. Go now over. we're going to do the West. I'm old and washed. Don't the know. West, usually, the past, what, six years has been the more competitive division. There's stronger teams, anyway. Not that the East isn't competitive. Either way, we'll run through that now. So, let's get right into it. Chris, team that I know you are interested in, the Los Angeles Lakers. Last year's 15 seed at 17.65. Sporting a Dukey, Brandon Ingram, and Luol Deng. Did he go to Duke or did he go to UNC? He went to Duke hey, for yeah. one year. Two nice. one and done. Same position. How about yeah. that? <laughs> Passing the torch. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, well, how do you feel about the Lakers, their young post-Kobe roster? You know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. D'Angelo Russell and Clarkson playing together, but adding Ingram, who I think they're not going to start at first. They said they'll play gang with Randall yeah. and go from there. They're still going to be a dud. It's the West. Yeah. They'll, um, they'll improve like the right. Sixers, but... Still probably the last team. Yep, by far. Yeah. Jeff, what do you think? I think it's about time that they're out of this Kobe era. I think it lasted a few years too long. Shout out Byron Scott. He, he was right. very happy to uh, run the Kobe train. Oh, absolutely. And he the problem with him was he didn't play any of the younger yeah. guys, so it kind of halted the development. Especially Russell. Absolutely. So... Looking here, I think they have the making of an actual team mm. on its way. They have enough young stars to be able to develop. And yeah. eventually, I think, honestly, I don't think the Lakers are as far away as a lot of people think, even though they've been duds the past few years and they're going to be another dud yeah. this year. But I think they have the pieces, and they're only a couple players away sure. from becoming competitive again, at least in the middle of the pack, like that eight, the six through eight seeds in the West. Like I could see in the next few years them yeah. being right back there, especially if D'Angelo Russell, who they just handed like, the leadership torch to, right. if he ends up developing well, Ingram ends up playing well, Clarkson, yeah. Randall, all those guys. So I think the Lakers really have something here. So it's just a matter of yeah. playing the waiting game at this point. Shout out Mozgov getting paid to right. uh, anchor that team. I'm interested to see how Ingram does because he's Similar to like Anthony Davis, his rookie. He's just small. He's you know his frame, his you know build. He's tired, but he's ready for the NBA. He's, we'll not, see. he's got the athleticism, obviously. He, he won't. Like, I mean, it's different and when you're playing the post. When still. you're playing the post, it's different with yeah. the size. I mean, he'll probably be more perimeter oriented yeah. to start. And once he bulk bulks up, 
almost kind of like what KD was as they're yeah, know, comparing those I mean, if, even if they're towards the bottom again, another high pick will probably go right to your point, Jeff, because it's a stacked draft, assumingly, at the top at least. So Lakers are probably in a good position there. But moving right along, 14 seed last year, the Suns, 23-59. and 59. Not that long ago, they were a pretty good team. They had a lot of good things going, but actually a lot of roster turnover the past two seasons. So now it's Eric Bledsoe's show with Devin Booker starting mm-hmm. and... Earl Watson said Brandon Knight is the sixth man straight up. He's committing to it now, mm-hmm. having everyone know their roles. That's good. But I still, unfortunately, I don't think this team has that high of a ceiling just because they're just they're actually really, really young. Like they're putting, they're putting a lot on Booker, who still doesn't have any defense. And, you know, Marcus Chris and Dragon Bender, they're two high picks, both young and needing a lot of development. So, I don't know, I just, they're not going to win a lot of games, but they should be interesting to watch. Yeah, it's one of those another like project teams. Like yeah. a lot of their core players right now are very young, mm-hmm. so it depends on if they can develop. I guess that's the theme for the bottom here. Yeah. They're waiting for their players to develop because they have a young front court. I mean, Alex Len's only 23 years old exactly. too, so they have all these mm-hmm. young guys. And then I mean, Bledsoe when he's healthy plays great. Yeah, it's a Booker. We that if to happen this year. Exactly, and Booker stepped out of shuttle. Brandon Knight's a great six man. Yeah, I think I think he could thrive in that actually. So it's just basically waiting to see how your front court develops. Because I think they have the making of a good backcourt, so I think now the front court is the next step, is the part of the team that needs to take that next step. Sure. Yeah, I think this year will be determined by Devin Booker's growth, yep. and that will determine what they do in the next couple of years. Yeah. Just because I think he's going to be the guy that they're going to want to put their team around. Right. And Absolutely. if he's inefficient in, in, in a way, then you know it might be where they're looking at using more of a, a Warriors type flow rather than focusing on a star player. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. So probably one of the most intriguing teams, people are projecting these guys all over the place. Last year's Timberwolves were only 29-53 and 53, despite Carl Anthony Towns drawing Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan comparisons with his second half play. We know how that roster is. Andrew Wiggins, Zach Levine, just drafted Chris Dunn. Now they have Tom Thibodeau. How well do you think the Timberwolves do this year, Chris? Playoffs. Playoffs? They're making Chalk it up. They're I'm making with you, Chris. <laughs> I'm with you, baby. They are making the playoffs. I think when you look at Carl Anthony Towns being considered a top five player yeah. already, plus Wiggins. That's insane. <laughs> like, he's basically Anthony Davis without the injuries. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. a little better. I think, yeah, he has a much higher ceiling than Davis. This is crazy. I think by mid-year, Rubio will be gone. And it'll leave yeah. the keys to Dunn, which is a... I called that with the Chris Dunn pick. That's why I want to point that out. So I thought the slash mercy rule. Heard it here first. It's the three-headed monster that just needed to fill in pieces with Zach Levine yeah. and uh, other guys like uh, Gorgie Niang. Sure. So I think they're going to go into the playoffs. They'll probably battle for one of those lower seeds. But, um, yeah, I have them at the eight. Me too. Yeah, I'm making them a playoff team. 29 wins. If they get to like 45, that's a hell of an improvement. Oh, yeah. And that might not be enough. Who right. knows? The tips factor is very interesting to me just because Wiggins is not good at defense. He just doesn't have like the instinctive ability to play good D, and Levine's kind of similar. Right. And there's some preseason clips of Tibbs, you know, losing his cool on the sidelines when like Wiggins does a bad switch or something and leaves someone open. How well his tutelage affects Wiggins, I think, would be really big. Towns is already his guy. It's kind of crazy how Towns leapfrog Wiggins because there was a lot more hoopla about Wiggins yep. before he even got to college. Right. They're definitely going to improve and. Them making the playoffs for me is also a lot about some of the older teams 
probably not making it this year more than anything else. I, I tried to keep them out, honestly, and I was like, I really can't. Well, I don't really like their bench that much. Like, I mean, I really like their starters, but I don't know if they have as much depth as a lot of the other teams. Sure. So and again, that was super young. Right, that's the thing. So that that was the one thing that concerned me. No Pekovic again. He's right. Done. So, but I think their starters are going to take that next level. I think Towns is going to become a premier star this year. I think Wiggins will take a next step if he develops correctly, I guess. They did blow a lot of games last year, and Tibbs' factor should help that. Right. So, yeah. A good improvement seems pretty likely. Next seed, Pelicans, 30-52. and 52. Very disappointing because they were the eighth seed the year before that. Anthony Davis, we know that guy is really, really good. He had one of the most efficient seasons of all time two years ago in terms of PER. But we need that health to uh, you know, be good. He needs to prove that he can play enough games. Now, the supporting cast, I think, is a little better. Buddy Heald is doing a lot of interesting things in the preseason that we didn't think he would do. It looks like they're trying to make him more than just a spot-up, lights-out shooter right. already, which is actually pretty... Interesting that they had that much faith in him already, but I really I don't think I can I can't make them a playoff team until I see Davis for a full year. Unfortunately, I, it's not a knock against his play or what he does. It's just he needs to be on the court enough. I agree, and I think it's not just Davis. I think just the entire yeah. st- like the entire supporting cast. Drew Holiday's still too. not ready to come right. back, and Tyreek Evans Same always thing. is on and off. So I mean, there's just so much injury plaguing the team. They finally let Eric Gordon go. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He was always hurt. So I feel like adding Buddy Heald there is a great um, addition. He's potentially so, a better fit next to him. I think so. So honestly, the Pelicans are all health. If they can stay healthy, maybe they fight for that eight seed, yeah. seven seed, maybe. But right now, I'm with you. I'm leaving them out just because not only Davis can't stay healthy, the whole team can't stay healthy. So mm. that's just a recipe for watching the bench yeah. just play. Who who they get? They get Solomon Hill. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a good piece. Like I think they I think they actually did improve the team in terms of the roster last year. I mean, last year they were relying on like Norris Cole and yeah. a lot of other. Uh, that's a mistake. You don't, you don't want in your rotation, basically. Yes, no. You don't <laughs> want Norris Cole anywhere close to your team. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff knows first hand, obviously. But so I think I think they're improved, maybe like high thirties wins. But again, until Davis shows me any health, that's my. I have a few teams where I don't have enough faith in the health, so I can't project them. That's, that's right. They're, they're one of them. Like the Knicks. But yeah, Davis is out already for what the first month with that sprained ankle. I think it was supposed to be six to eight weeks. I know Drew Holiday had reports that he's not coming back. Because of his wife's cancer, yeah. So he's gonna take the year off. That's crazy. Which I think pushes Buddy Heald into why they're doing with Buddy Heald what they're doing. So there's not enough pieces to play in the West and compete. You know, they they added some good players that were just a little bit younger. I mean, they took Galloway away. Oh, that's right, Uh, Galloway. Terrence Jones, I think, is gonna be a good pick. Yeah. I mean, he's still a bust, but he he has potential to be better. Yeah, it's a more interesting roster than last year, but oh yeah, doesn't mean they're a playoff team again. Right. This team I really like. Levin's seed last year, the Nuggets, 33-49. and 49. They're a team that I think honestly could win a lot more games if they were in the East, but, you know, being that it's a conference, right. half the teams roughly have to be bad just by design, and the Nuggets unfortunately have to lose games. But really interesting roster, and they just added Jamal Murray to it, so they have a ton of guards. Moutier year two, big point guard that he is. Wilson Chandler's back, played missed like the whole season last year. Right. Gallinari has been relatively healthy the past few years. Which has been surprising. And obviously, the god Jokic coming out of nowhere to be, what, third rookie of the year? No one saw that coming. No. And they have a lot of pieces as well. So they're an interesting team to me, but again, I just don't know if they're good enough yet. 
down the road, maybe. I like Gary Harris. I mean, they're they're very young with Moody now, Murray, Harris, uh, Nurkic, and and yeah. Jokic being both young. Yeah, Reed's an elder statesman, like twenty six. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what Reed actually is gonna, you know. I think he's off the bench. Left. They're probably gonna trade him. Yeah, he's, so I mean, that's run its course. I mean, I agree with you. Competing in the East, probably they'd be a playoff team. Yeah. But in the West, nah. Right. Yeah. That's no, all I got. Yeah, you guys have pretty much said anything I could possibly <laughs> contribute. I think they're. In the West, just a couple pieces away, and the confidence and development away. Sure. From, I mean, like we said, they're young. They're, so one, they're one of those really interesting teams that doesn't have a star, but still like a lot of cool pieces there. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like almost every team in the NBA has that kind of roster now, so that's cool. But it is cool. Yeah, Nugs. Sorry, not happening again. <laughs> but on the right track. Now, a team that I don't know if they're on the right track, and shout out our friend Mike McLaughlin, the only Kings fan I know. The Kings were also 33-49 last year, which is actually the most games DeMarcus Cousins has ever won in five seasons, six oh seasons. That's crazy. Yeah. He's in for a rough year and coming up. He averaged a career-high 26.9 points per game, but he also has four other centers on his team. Kufos, Willie Cauley-Stein, and now they just drafted two more, Papianis and Labasier. They're like the new 76ers. They lost yeah, Rondo. so many. They have Garen Collison, who's suspended to start the year. They have Ty Lawson, who's a head case. And Macklemore is a bust. A bust. And then Rudy Gay. Oh, and Rudy Gay, who's not a malcontent, but not considered a winner. He's Washed. good for fantasy. Yeah, he's good for fantasy. He's so very good for fantasy. Those numbers. I mean, the Kings are going to score at least 80 a game, right? So Gay's got to get his points somehow. I feel like they're going to gut this team. I feel like Gay's going to be on the move. I feel like Macklemore's oh, going to be on the move. I think they I just, wanted him on the Clippers. I think they just need to push them away. I, they're gonna end up, there's no way they get rid of Cousins, so they keep Cousins, they gut everybody else, and Don't they try and go get draft picks and some young talent, and just kind of start over and try again. Because I don't know if they have the, well, they're not going to get any free agents to get over there. Oh, no way. So, it's one of these situations where... That's if they stay in Sacramento. There's a lot of bad angles with this team. Oh, yeah. So, I think it's one of those things that they're going to get a good draft pick next year. I think they need to acquire some more picks... And just take fl- and take flyers on people that people are writing off. Stop taking like, big men. That's a start. That's that'd be a fantastic start. <laughs> so it's just one of those things they just gotta just try again. Chris, do you think they trade Cousins this year? I think it's a, an option. I think I, I think deadline Cousins is like the peak of his value because next year it's like the the one year remaining. He had to you know agree to sign the extension. Yeah, so no like, doubt. Top assets. This is the window. Actually, and how old is Cousins? He's twenty. So I mean, yeah, I think you, you get rid of you get rid of him because you have Colley Stein and Scott who are both under 22. What's right. the point of you know keeping Cousins and, and, and trying to surround him? Right. I mean, I he's heard had, what, five coaches. He's got a coach every year, basically. Cousins. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, talk about a head case. But I've heard of reports of Rudy Gay possibly going to Miami. Interesting. Uh, in All right. In exchange for Dragic, um, which I think could improve and would really be an awesome tandem of of Cousins and. Uh, Tragic, I'd like that. Would you like that? I would. Interesting. I feel like we have enough guard, enough young guards on Miami to uh, <laughs> make that work. But enough about the Heat. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk the thing about, about Cousins, if he is traded, he's that he's probably the only real player that's realistically acquirable that could really push the envelope in terms of like the top teams in the conference. Because he actually forces you to play big. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to go small. He would force the other team to play big because he's such a great talent and he. he Hundred percent can do everything he wants basically offensively. 
So I wonder where that, that's really interesting to me if Cousins does get moved. And I kind of wish he would be because I want to see him in the playoffs. I want to see that impact that we know he would have. Yeah, so no doubt. We'll see. But, yeah, Kings, not a chance at hell. Imagine he was the Thunder. Yeah, right? I'm looking at the Western hey, hey, Westbrook, right now. Talk about a fire. <laughs> Nine seed. 40 and 42. Lost the last game of the season. Didn't make the playoffs. Utah Jazz. Everyone's on the bandwagon. <laughs> Are you guys on the bandwagon? I, 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 I picked them to make the playoffs before last year, and you guys thought I was crazy. Well, you were. And it almost happened. They're a better team this year. Yeah, I thought you were crazy, too. But no offense, David. Talent. They're getting the four seed this year. Hashtag talent. Thank you, Jeff. They're I getting agree. the four seed. Um, I think they're great defensively. I really like the depth on this team. It's I think the deepest really, team in the NBA. I completely you can't, agree. You can't pick anyone else. I'm hoping that Exum stays healthy because I really want to. I'd really like to see what Exum can do. I know Gordon Hayward is out for the first 20 games of the season, but mm-hmm. I feel like they have enough depth there that they can kind of float through, and then Hayward comes back. And I mean, Hayward's just a great player. So I feel like just they have George Hill now. Yeah, so Exxon doesn't have any expectations. Exactly. And then you got great big men, Gobert, of course. Favors. So you just have just so many weapons and such great bench depth that I just don't see how, even with a couple injuries here and there, mm-hmm. how this team can't stay afloat. Yeah, the bench depth, especially for the big men, is really interesting because they can put a Trey Lyles next to Gobert and spread the floor yeah. while keeping that room protection. Or they can put Dia next to Favors. You know, they have so much versatility. Joe Johnson, I think, is actually like low-key really interesting guy for them because they could actually rely on him at crunch time. Once. Not have to rely too much on Alec Burks, but yeah. still have him to see what he can do. He helped the Heat last year. Oh, exactly, yeah. And, again, it's still Rodney Hood and Gordon Hayward, you know, really running the show right. and feeding the bigs. But Johnson, I think, is a really interesting guy to have on the team as well. So, yeah, they're so versatile. And so deep that I don't see how they don't succeed. Yeah, I like Joe Johnson in that minor role. I mean, it's not like he has to score, you know, 25 no, yeah, a game exactly. like Brooklyn. It's 20 minutes. But, you know, yeah, playing him in spurts with Burks or Hood mm-hmm. or Hayward when he Hood's comes probably back. my favorite Dookie, by the way. Yeah. He had a great season last year. He he took a huge leap. No one's not um, coming. No, not at all. His second, was he second round pick? Uh, or late first? No, he was a late first. He's like the 21st or 22nd pick on the yeah. draft. Yeah. But I think Boris Diaz is a huge pick just because of what he does with the Spurs. Yeah, true. And how he can be like an older version of what a of a Draymond Green is. Yeah, how he exactly. distributes, shoots, and does everything for them. Where he takes pressure off that. of Exum. You added George Hill to do the same thing, but uh, it makes them more warrior esque like, but Definitely. in their own version. And I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I have them top four as well. Yeah, I want to see how far they can go because they don't obviously they don't have that star. Hayward's really good, but he's not a star. So, I'll be rooting for him this year. Yeah, so I've I missed the poor C as well. Didn't want, I didn't necessarily like default to picking them that high, but it's just again the product of the other teams at the bottom. Yeah. So the eight C last year, forty one forty one. Basically they had the year from hell, they still made the playoffs. The Rockets coming off that great year, Jeff, when James Harden was robbed of the MVP. They were the two oh seed in the Western Conference tragedy. Finals. Biggest blunder in sports. And they basically run the same team back, and now they have chemistry issues, people get hurt, people don't play well, and they barely make the playoffs. But Then people leave. I am high on the Rockets this year. They're my five seed. Whoa. Because two things. Harden has the point guard. Yeah. The charade's over. He handles the ball enough, had me the point guard, and now he's one of the biggest point guards in the NBA, 6'5". And Mike D'Antoni. They're going to score a lot. Yes, they are. And Mike D'Antoni has never been interested in defense that much. Neither has Harden. This is perfect. <laughs> this team's going to be a three-point shooting juggernaut because not only does Harden love 
putting up threes, and he'll probably end up putting up close to the highest amount of threes in the league this year. Yeah, I'll be right there. And then adding somebody like an Eric Gordon, mm-hmm. who, of course, we talked about before, if he stays healthy, he'll sure. be shooting. And they also got Ryan Anderson. Yeah. So they have all these guys who can shoot the three ball. So now they're just going to be shooting threes left and right with the D'Antonio offense. No, they're not going to play any defense. Why would you need to do that when you're scoring 150 points a game? Yeah, well, that, that, that's the thing I really like, too, is the last two stars that D'Antoni had after Phoenix, Kobe and Melo, they're not high-paced guys. They have been. They're, they're more of, like, half-court sets. Right. Harden's going to run just as much as D'Antoni wants him to. And Gordon, I think, is actually one of the better compliments that Harden could have had because he actually keeps people honest at the three-point line. Beverly never really could do that, but he had the good enough defense that he was probably the best partner. Jeremy Lin and Ty Lawson were basically worthless off the ball. Right. So this could be the best running mate Harden's ever had. Again, Eric Gordon, big if with his health. That's why I don't have him higher right. because he'll probably miss some time, and so will Anderson for that matter. But, I mean, Anderson is a better stretch for than Terrence Jones ever was for them. Well, yeah, because Jones, Jones couldn't shoot. Yeah, and, I mean, Anderson is probably one of the best stretch scores there is, so he's lethal. Yeah. Now, they're going to miss Howard, for sure, especially defensively. Yeah. Uh, Nene and Clint Capella. Yeah, Capella, who's doing really well. Yeah, he played well last year. Defensively. So, yeah, I had him as a 5. I had him as a 7. I had him as a 7 as well. All right. Look at us. We're 3 for 3 together, Chris. Yeah, I, I don't think Harden and Star Power can, can push them any higher, especially with the fact that you're still looking at relying on Gordon and Anderson to kind of stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they lost a, a ton of guys from last year who kind of didn't fit the mold, but were still reliable and they could play 60 to 70 games when, yeah. you know, guys were injured. So. I mean, Dwight, obviously, is a really huge loss despite everything. I'm a post player. Right. I don't like being the post. Like, that whole nonsense, but they're really, it was a good pairing. But, yeah, I've missed the five. I'll get to why for the other teams later. So, seven seed last year, 42 and 40, the Grizzlies, they basically lost their whole roster to injury and they still... Went guys to the playoffs with Mario Chalmers, Lance Stevenson, Jermichael Green. Rio. And by the way, he got hurt and now he's not on the team. Poor Chalmers. Poor Chalmers. I'm sure you don't want him as your starting point guard either. Unless you have LeBron on your team. Shouldn't he be anywhere near the ball in the fourth quarter? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Chris, let's take on the Grizzlies, who are basically running back last year's team, except now they have Chandler Parsons. Ready to not play the start of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I have them at uh, finishing ninth. I think they'll push for that playoff spot. Interesting. You have healthy Gasol, Conley, who's a happy man getting paid every dollar they have. I like Parsons. How long is he out for? He's just not ready to return. He's had surgery in March. Okay. He's a great fit for them. Actually, I think the role he's is perfect. Great, but again, he hasn't been healthy in over two years. Yeah, I mean, they got Wayne Baldwin. Wade, not Wayne. Wade. Wade Baldwin. Nice. And then Deontay Davis, who Ooh. fell out of the first round. He, he was the guy that left after, left after the first round. Yeah. I would think terrible. if you leave him in for a year, he'll be fine and be a stud because of his projection. Interesting. Um, oh, we, we had a tape, Jeff. Chris hyping up a guy from college. That Not the first time. Yeah. Just wait for it. Shout but yeah, I think that Tyus Jones. <laughs> I think they'll push. I think they'll push for the playoff spot, but you know, with with the injuries and stuff, they won't be um, there. Jeff mm-hmm. again, injury risks with Gasol, Conley. I mean, coming off of some major surgery mm-hmm. there, so you got to hope that they don't get themselves re-injured because I mean, Gasol is no spring chicken at this point. He's got some miles on his body. Conley's still good though. If they all stay healthy and the entire team stays healthy, I'll probably be wrong. They'll probably chug their way right through, but I'm not begging on it. They got a shaky bench. 
Tony Allen getting meaningful minutes at this point in his career can kind of be a concern. Yes, he's no a defense. Yes, he's a good defender, but how much longer can he hold on to being this much of a defender at his age? And sure. yes, no offense at all. Um, I do like Parsons. He is a nice addition. Sometimes he can play inconsistent, so that can mm-hmm. be a concern. So I feel like Memphis just needs a lot of things to go right. I mean, as is every other team, but I feel like they need people to stay healthy, the right pieces to start playing, and I really think their shooting guard position is a concern for me. I think injuries are concerned, but I'm just going to bank on their winning culture that they have because I'm out on the Mavs, who were the 60 last year, 42 and 40 as well. Mavs are old, man. Mavs are real old. Yep. I don't think they're going to be able to do it this year. They're, they're every, year every year we're always like, oh, the Mavs did it again, and they just keep trucking along here, but I don't think this year. I mean, adding um, Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogut are nice additions, but I just don't think they're contributing enough mm-hmm. for them to compete against all these teams. I have them the second team out after Memphis. Wesley Matthews, second year post Achilles. Interesting lookout, but he's also 30. Oh, that's right. Bogut, 32. He'll be actually probably better than Zaza. But Deron Williams, old Dirk, old and Dirk is offense, nothing else. And that offense is getting less efficient every year. Right. Don't have much depth. Yeah, so I'm I'm just taking the Grizz over the Mavs in this instance. Yeah, I have the Mavs falling to the bottom of the West. I don't, I mean, this could be like Dirk's last couple of years. I don't think he has enough in him to like carry them through. No. I saw what Harrison Barnes can do as a warrior. I don't think him in a... They're going to actually love his, his like position versatility. Well, but they're yeah, also going to need can't him score. to be offensive. If yeah. he can't score, what's, he get, what's a star at that point? Right. right. So, I mean, you know, he's not going to be enough to be there. West Matthews, I think, will carry a lot of the load, but he can't do it all in the West. Yeah, I mean, I guess the opposite argument is, well, they didn't have Parsons do anything for him anyway. He was always hurt. So right. they'll probably get more improvement at that position because Barnes will be playing. But at the same time, they're another year older. So I could see them sneaking in, but I have them out. I have them out as well. And I have the Grizz six, but I could easily see them out towards the bottom. But I think they'll sneak in. So last year, the five seed, a team that I immediately wrote off and I said wouldn't win 20 games, subsequently won 44, the Blazers. Yep, I was with you on that one. They're the second best three-point shooting team behind Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. And now they added the mid-range wizard, Evan Turner. <laughs> what are you shaking your head at? <laughs> I hate Evan Turner. <laughs> I despise Evan he's, Turner. He's hilarious on social media. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I got the Trailblazers coming in at six this year. I think their guard play is great. They did add the mid-range game with Evan Turner. They added Festus Azili to the questionable front court that they had. They could finish higher than six, but I think with the five teams ahead of them, I don't know if they can surpass those teams. I, I still think they're a real big man away mm. from taking that next step because their front court, although it's good with like Plumlee, Aminu, right, Aminu, and now adding Azili, people like that, it's just. I don't think it's enough to take that next step, especially when you're looking at a lot of these teams with their front courts that are so good. I don't know if the Trailblazers backcourt can compete with the front courts of the other teams. And that's also assuming CJ McCollum comes back to what he did last year, Mm -hmm. because this is the first time we saw that out of McCollum, so we need to see if he can do it again. Post getting paid. Right. Paid. Yeah, I have them as the five seed. I think they'll stay where they were at last year. I think Lillard and McCollum is a, a... a good of tandem as like Westbrook and Oladipo will be upgrading 
at that small forward position with Turner over Aminu, who I think is a, even though it doesn't mean much, but a better shooter than Aminu, mm-hmm. I think will help with the load from McCollum and, and Lillard. Yeah. But I think it's an upgrade because you now can move Aminu in different spots. Yep. You're another year of experience coming from the playoffs. Um, and I think Lillard's going to have just a tremendous year. Yeah. Evan Turner actually will probably get his what he wants in the mid-range because they'll be giving that up because they're going to be either closing out on three-point shooters. Yeah. So the offense is, has interesting potential. I Actually, I had them at six, and I had the Grizz at seven. I misread what I had. I don't, it's not that I think they're going to do much worse. I just think the Jazz and Rockets will be more improved, so it'll be a tight middle once again, right. just like it was last year. So moving on, the Clippers, the four seed last year, 53 wins, one of the most successful teams in the West the past, what, five seasons. Mm-hmm. Blake Griffin's hand is okay now, mm-hmm. but he and Chris Paul are both free agents after the season. Is this the last time we see that big three with DeAndre Jordan? I'm going to say yes, no matter how successful they are this year. Even if they win a title? I think maybe. That they all, right, all right, all right. You, get, <laughs> you twisted my arm here. Uh, I think if healthy, Griffin needs to fill in his superstar role. He needs to get back to that. Chris Paul needs to do the thing. And this is like an all-or-nothing kind of year. Definitely. And that's why I think the Clippers are going to finish as the two seed in the West. I think they have decent enough depth. They're a younger. They got a lot of young guys on their starting lineup too. And Felton. So, Woo. <laughs> they have Raymond Felton. Not so. sure what his, where his weight's at. I'm going to assume not good. High. <laughs> <laughs> High is the correct answer. So I think the Clippers have enough pieces to be the number two seed because I know a lot of people are going to have the Spurs there. But I have my concerns about San Antonio this year, which we'll get to. But I think the Clippers... 67 games, man. Hey, stop living in the past. So I think the Clippers are going to take this next step, and I think they're going to be... And I mean, I don't think... And when I say they're going to be the two, I'm not saying they're going to run away with this like last year. But like the guy like the teams did last year, rather. But if Griffin stays healthy and doesn't punch anything, yeah, I think he's. I think they're gonna. Well, exactly. That's the big if with Griffin. He's improved every year he's been in the league. He's also been hurt almost every year. Right. So that's what sucks for Griffin. Yeah, I have them finishing sixth. That's low. I do like your point about them competing because of those three, but I also think that it would be Chris Paul who leaves, not. One of the biggest. Interesting. But yeah, I mean, I think that their five is, is the most solid in the West with, with a solid JJ. Mm-hmm. He had a great year last year. Yeah. And a really good second half of his career in general. I like Mo Buckets with that addition. Sure. To he's back like, up those He's four. only like 29. Do you know that? Yeah, he's young. I always thought, really? I always thought his face was like David West age. Well, he so looks high. He, he, he was a one and done out of college. Didn't know that. That's why. Uh, I want to put them higher, but I just have more, I, I guess, mean, biased. Who's your three seed? OKC. Wow. Okay. So, Again there. you know, I, I just like the teams ahead of them a little bit more, I guess, but mm-hmm. I can see the Clippers finishing anywhere in that two to six range. Sure. That's fair. So going right into that, Chris, three seed last year, Oklahoma City, 55 wins, which is relatively unspectacular considering it was Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant that couldn't win 60. They blow a lot of games in the second half. Either way, though, Noah Baca, great trade for the Thunder. The Thunder in terms of Hall, but in terms of media success, I have my concerns. And obviously Kevin Durant has moved on to shiny pastures. And that guy's pretty good. Pastures, and that guy's pretty good. So now, Chris, explain why you have OKC as a 3C once again. Alright. I mean, we saw Westbrook basically carry this team to what was, I think, either a, 
a last day finish for the playoff spot? Or yes, that's what it was. Without KD. Obviously, the pieces are different, but I think not having KD there, the mentality is much different for Westbrook. Where now he's just... That's undeniable. Yeah. He's just out there. He's going to play. But I really like the tandem mm-hmm. of Olin Depot and Westbrook. They're basically the same players, but I think Westbrook, I mean, not Westbrook, uh, Olin Depot was in a bit of a weird spot in Orlando to start because mm-hmm. he was really coming out as a two guard, but yeah. they made His him play with one a lot. Yeah. So he was in a really bad spot where he couldn't really develop well. Sure. I think just playing next to Westbrook and just playing mm-hmm. is going to really help him. Plus, I also like the fact that Cantor now has a bigger role with a guy who can score. And all the pieces who made them solid are still around, like Rogerson. They got Sabonis this year, who I think is going to be a great pick because he can do a little bit of both on both sides of the floor. So yeah, that's why I haven't to see how much he plays. I see what you're saying here, but I have to disagree yeah. because yes, I get that Oladipo. I think Oladipo is going to be a great fit. I think adding the bigs with Sabonis, Ilyasova is kind of old. Um, Steven Adams is great. Cantor will get a better role. Great. But I think you're diminishing the fact that you're getting that they just lost one of the top three players in the NBA. I, Kevin Durant, because I get like, yes, Russell Westbrook has that mentality. Russell Westbrook can ball. I think he's going to have an MVP caliber season. But even having this MVP caliber season, you're still losing a top three player in the NBA this year. And I don't think that's just something that can be written off, saying they're going to finish exactly where they did last year with, I think, a worse roster just for the fact that they lost Kevin Durant. Because I think Kevin Durant is that much of an impact. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes, Russell Westbrook is good. And yes, Russell Westbrook, like I said, is going to have a great year. But Durant is, was a huge part of that. So I don't see how they finish three again because they have a worse, a, a less talented roster this year, just losing Durant. And, and losing Ibaka. Right. Durant Ibaka, and yeah. Ibaka's defensive versatility was a huge reason they were so successful in the playoffs last year. To lose both of those guys, and I guess my question now is, where is the shooting? Oladipo has been an inconsistent three-point shooter. But that's Russell Westbrook is actually one of the worst ever. He just takes so many that some do go in. They even lost Deion Waiters, who was their fifth leading scorer. So now we have, we're counting on Westbrook. Old Depot should be nice next to Westbrook. That, that duo defensively sounds re- really intriguing. But now we have to rely a lot on Cantor to score for you when you couldn't even trust him to be in crunch time because he's such a complete sieve on defense. So... I just don't know where the offense is night in and night out for this team. Or Stanley Silva. They're going to need his ability as a stretch four. Yes, they will. And as a guy who has been in the search of Erstan <laughs> for way longer than I should have been, I, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> and also, if you want to look at players with high usage rates, I mean, Westbrook is going to be right up there with Kobe and Allen Iverson and all the other guys. And the only, the only really time that anyone is successful with a player having the ball that much was when AI went to the finals in the early 2000s. Yeah. So I have a lot of questions about this team. And again, you're asking a lot of Roberson as well. Defensively, again, they're interesting. And Adams really came out in the playoffs. But I, love I don't know where the offense is. And when Russell went off, when he did have a Baca with him, but him and, him and Cantor pick and roll was really, really good, right? Yeah. And that, that'll have to be the staple of this team now. They were, I think, 25 and 20 or something. And like you stretch it out for the whole season, they could project to be at the bottom of the West, I think. But I actually have them out just because I really have a lot of questions about the team. I've, but that being said, I'm totally intrigued by the Russell Revenge Tour, and I can't wait to see what happens. It's gonna be a good one. Sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to come down on you so hard. No, now. it's okay. But I mean, you know, you look at Abaka going to the East, so he's not even making a West team better. 
and you're looking at giving going KD going to the Warriors, who are already ahead of you to start. Right. So there's no one getting better ahead of you. It's but just they got every, significantly worse. That's the whole point. Right, but it's not like anybody ahead of them were getting significantly better. They can get worse, but they can still be at the par where they were last year. If you say so, I just don't. I'm sticking think to they it. Have I don't, know. I don't, I don't see the worse. I don't see the Clippers starting five finishing behind these guys. Yeah, that yeah, that's interesting. I mean, if you I, you I could see them the seven or eight maybe. But I, I have them. At, I have them at the five. I think they could be the five seed. But oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, I have them out. So that leads to. Two seed the Spurs, 67 to 15. They're actually right along with the Warriors, threatening for the best record for yep. most of the season. Uh, Tim Duncan retired, but he wasn't much of a factor last year anyway. No. Basically running back the whole same team, except now they replaced David West with Pavel Saul. Yep. I think, yes, the roster is the same, but I think it's foolish to not realize that a lot of these guys are aging. Yet, like a lot of the core guys are getting older, and they don't have the young depth that they've had before. Boban. So now what you're looking at, yeah, Boban. Did you hear that story real quick about Boban? I just know everybody loves him. He wanted to stay there, and he was going to take a crazy pay cut just to right. stay. But then he, the Pistons were offering all, him all this money. Sure. So then Pop was like, are you crazy? Get there. Go. He's like, yeah. go get paid. Which I thought was pretty cool. But I think <laughs> another thing, too. I think it's like Chris Copeland. Gasol is a great addition offensively here. Yeah. But defensively, right. now they have no post defense. Yeah. He, he, so, his stats in Chicago have looked good, but there was a lot of problems with it, especially defensively. Right. The end. So having him and Aldridge running the front court is very concerning defensively for me. Sure. And I mean, you're looking at Tony Parker, who's not getting any younger. No. I was really surprised they did not improve that position. Danny Green had a good year last year, but he's still, I don't think he's one of those guys who carries a team. He's great in a role. Yeah. And then Kawhi Leonard, I mean, Kawhi Leonard. So when you're looking at this roster, I mean, I don't think it's like, oh my God, look at these guys, they're coming. But then again, I mean, this every every year I write off the Spurs, they're always back. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm putting them at the three seed. It's not like I'm putting them too far down than they were last year. But I just think with the age and the lack of defense for a lot of these sure. different positions, I don't know how they compete with the Warriors as much as they did last year. Yeah, I think they lose probably 10 more games easily, but they're probably still the two seed for me. But it's a lot closer this year. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, and really for like Pop, we've seen that he doesn't really care what record they are as long as they're you know in the playoff sure. picture. Right. I think what's gonna what they're gonna see is that the intangibles of Tim Duncan are gonna affect them more than just the players around him. You know, because he was the one that really was a glue guy who did a lot for them. His defense was still good. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, having him in the locker room, keeping those guys together, mm -hmm. um, will definitely. Be interested in how that plays out. I mean, pa Powell's out. I mean, I'm sure Powell will be a nice positive for them, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they do have Parker and Manu, which is crazy. But, yeah, you're right, Jeff. They are older. The thing about the Spurs is I don't think they're going to ever drop off no. as long as they have Kawhi Leonard. But, and Pop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they will lose more games. There's probably no doubt there. And then, lastly, Golden State Warriors, 73-9 last year. We all know the story. Now yeah. they have Durant. More mm -hmm. importantly, they don't have... Andrew Bogut, Harrison Barnes, Pastor Cezili, Maurice Spates, or Leandro Barbosa. Yikes. They do still have Iguodala and Livingston. That's good. And they added Zaza Pachulia to replace Bogut. So, Chris, what are your thoughts? I know you weren't a fan of Durant joining the team. Yada, yada. You're a big believer in Claytheism, but Clay will probably have worse numbers. 
obviously Curry. You, we know we we know that story with you. Yeah, I'm a Steph fan, but I, I was I, I enjoyed it. I didn't mind Katie going as much. People hated it. Right. I I read an article about Curry saying that they don't really care about any type of records this year. It's more about them doing more trial and error with KD sure. on the team. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. All the sense. I mean, I have them one just because of you're adding KD, but yeah. I mean, I, even if they finish anywhere in the top four, yeah. it's it's not gonna be surprising because it's a new team. Yeah. Their over under is super high again. I think it's like high sixties, and like they're not gonna try and win that many games. Yeah, no. I mean, because last year they actually tried for the record, and they're not gonna push themselves this much. They don't so. have to. And I mean, they set themselves up great in the draft with Pat McCaw and Damian Jones. Damon Jones is a super athletic freak who even if he plays now, you know, you can hide him with the four of the studs you have on the court. Right. And Pat McCaw is going to be a huge piece for them going forward because if they get rid of Livingston next year, he's apparently supposed to be a better version of Livingston. Right, and Iguodala who can, too. Who can, who can spot up and shoot. Right. So he could be of an immediate impact right now, which gives them depth that they lost from last year's team. Right. So, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to see what they those two do, not what KD and... The other guys do because we know what they're gonna, we know what's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how the uh, the lack of bench depth translates and also right. Bogut being replaced with Zaza because Bogut I mean he never they never asked him to score much, but his you know his screens his passing ability is really underrated. So I'm interested to see how that goes. But yeah, I mean they added Durant, so I can't <laughs> I can't say anything bad about the team. Right. Well, the good thing about adding Durant too now is they did lose depth. But the thing is now they don't need all four of them playing on the court at the same time no. because, I mean, that's, honestly, I think that's too many people who like to shoot the ball all together. So I think it'll be nice to have some maybe like one of them go on the bench for a little while as the other guys take over and then you kind of switch that way. So you may not need the depth necessarily because you can put one of these guys on the bench and still go off without any I was obstacle here, in the way. I was hearing some takes that I think if anyone has a drop-off in stats... I mean, you know, more than just, you know, reasonable variance, it would be Curry, just because Clay shoots the ball, like, as soon as he touches it. Right, so yeah. Time, you know, he never dribbles, doesn't really do anything else with it. And Durant, you got to figure he's going to get his shots. Draymond is never much of a scorer anyway. It kind of takes what the defense gives him and right. exploits matchups. Line of death, we know that. But, yeah, do you think maybe Curry's numbers, they're probably more in line with his first MVP season, which were actually, like, what, 23 points a game? Yeah, I I think he'll be more of a distributor. I know he had to take that role back when and Damian when he was a junior just because they didn't have a point guard. So he's used to this. I, I think for him it's like, well, I already won an MVP. Yeah. I already showed that I, will, I should have won that MVP right. from the previous season. So now it's just winning that championship yeah. and having guys like Clay and KD who can, you know, he can dish to on the wings. After he breaks on defenders, sure. I don't think he'll mind. Because yeah. he'll still get his shots anyway. Exactly, yeah. I mean, the way their lineup is... I mean, like we said before, Durant's such a perfect fit replacing Barnes. Open threes will come to Curry, and obviously he will still take those. It's not that he's going to pass those away. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you think they win 60-something games? I would say so. Probably made low 60s, yeah. I would say. Just because I think in the beginning, it's going to look a lot like the Miami Heat did, where they have all of this star talent, but they can't really quite figure it out right yeah, away. I'm interested to see how long that does take just because he is such a good fit into the system. That's fair. You know, it's not Bosch, Wade, and LeBron literally making a team from scratch. It's different in that regard, but you're right. Durant never played with this kind of offense format before, you know? Right. So, see, see how that goes. So, yeah, running back from the bottom, what is your, what's your eight seed, Chris? T-Wolves. 
I have oh, boy, Chris Dunn. Right. I have the T-Wolves as the 8. Me too. Grizz, 7. Blazers, 6. Rockets, 5. So I have OKC totally out. I'm going Timberwolves. And Mavs out, too. I'm going Timberwolves, 8. Rockets, 7. Trailblazers, 6. Thunder, 5. Right. I got T-Wolves, 8. Rockets, 7. Clippers, 6. Portland, 5. That we both had. We all the Jazz, 4. Yep. Yep. And then I had Spurs, 3. Clippers, 2. Warriors, 1. OKC, Spurs, Warriors. All right. I think I'm going to make a graphic of like all of our picks for each conference. So it's like easy to visualize. <laughs> all right. And I want to see how we do this year. Because inevitably, something will happen. Maybe the Nuggets will get in. Hey, that'd be fun. Maybe the Kings get in. Oh. Like, wouldn't make any sense, but they could. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes episode 69. <laughs> Hello. Of Mercy Rule. As always, find us at slash mercy rule. Listen to our Easter Conference preview. Hear about LeBron not winning the one seed from Jeff. Better, Spoiler better believe it. Spoiler alert. Hear all those takes. While we're out on the, why I totally hate the Bulls and these idiots love them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're out on the Knicks, blah, blah, blah. Find that and follow us on Twitter. You can follow the show at Mercy Rule Pod. You can follow me at Martin Swagger. You can follow Jeff at Jeff, J E F F underscore L A U D. No. <laughs> you want to do mine? No. <laughs> you uh, can't do it. It's on the podcast. It's listening to the previous Oh, uh, you're just listening to the previous So, it, all right. So, it hasn't changed. It's Steel Battalia. The G is silent, so it's in there somewhere. Let them know. <laughs> it's even worse. <laughs> and get ready, because next week, Dave, we have a feeling I'm going to be ripping Geno Smith. Ah. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, oh yeah, NFL's back. We talked about them in a while. I know. Five weeks ago. Our one in five Jets. Don't remind me. Go Cleveland. Holla at your boys. <laughs>